0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up with Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. We're here from Fantasy Alarm on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us here today, <laughs> Adam. I'd ask you how you're doing, but I literally just went through the uh, the uh, the the IL uh, placements that went on just for today in the 24 hours since you and I recorded last. Um, it has gone from bad to worse to, oh my freaking God, this is just insane.
1: We keep saying every day that it's getting worse. Honestly, it is so bad. I'm telling you, like I was on Twitter today and every 10 minutes, it was something throughout the whole day. Like I went to lunch with my friend and I was telling about everything. And I texted him. I said, Hey, since I left you, there's been about 10 guys who have gotten hurt or need <laughs> surgery. And I wasn't exaggerating either. And this is not a big deal, but I mean, I just opened it up and now we have another injury. It's not a big injury, though, so I don't want to say. But Jeff Hoffman of the Reds left tonight's game with a potential injury. Not that many people had him outside of NL only leagues, but really, man, it is insane. I have never seen anything like it. And I went to my home league and now all of a sudden I got eight guys on the I.L. We have five spots. So now I have to cut and I'm my offense is really struggling in that league. I'm being held by my pitching. And I was looking to make a trade and I don't know, like it is a keeper league and I'm not ready to give up yet, but I some like, you just know you look at a team and you see what's going on. And you have an idea. And I'm beginning to think like, this is just not going to be my year. I'm not giving up yet. I know there's a couple people in my league listening like, Oh yeah, he's throwing it in. No, 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 I'm not, but I'm starting to think like all these <laughs> years of winning that league, uh, it's coming back to bite me now. Like I just don't have the luck. Uh, and everyone's going through it. So it's, you know, I see a lot of people on Twitter like, oh, I got like everyone is going through this. You're not the only one. Like I wanted to ask people, I was going to make a statement. Like if you have less than five players on your aisle right now on your fantasy baseball team, you're actually in good shape. It is that bad. It's every day. It's constant. And it's so difficult to deal with because can you imagine leagues with no IL spots like the NFBC? You, you got to make cuts. You know, you, you can't have your entire, I mean, I guess you can, but like we have seven bench spots in the NFBC, you know, there are probably teams that have eight, nine guys, like you, you can't take zero. So at some point you're going to have to make cuts and, and, you know, cause the TGFBI, which you play, it is the same thing as NFBC. You know, you have to make tough decisions. It's, it's mind boggling what's going on. And I know we sit here and say every day gets worse, but we're literally telling the truth. We can go over each one. We're literally telling you the truth and we're not exaggerating here.
0: Yeah, I am. You know, it's funny in my uh, in in one of my home leagues, you know, which is a a good size money league there. Right. It's a four hundred dollar entry fee um, to get in there. Only two IL spots and and only a five person bench. So it was like when the Nick Senzel news came out that, uh, you know, he was going to be out with, um, you know, with surgery now for at least the next four to six weeks. um, I was like, oh, well, you know, (laughs) Looks like I made the right call cutting him this past week. So I, I guess I'm okay now. I mean, it yeah. is. I mean, it's, you, it's, it's insane.
1: Yeah, when you look, when you know a guy's out four to six weeks and you're already handcuffed with limited spots, you hate to do it because you're like, oh, if he comes back, he'd be good. You can't worry about six weeks from now. You might be gone. You've got to make sure you get the at-bats over the next few weeks. And it's, it's tough. You know, like I'm pretty sure I'm cutting Corey Kluber in TGFBI. You know, they're saying, I think it was a report said four weeks, but then I saw something else that said they expect him to miss two months. It's Corey Kluber, man. We've been through this the last couple of years. There's a chance this guy doesn't pitch the rest of the year. So I'm not even going to waste my time. And if if I'm wrong, and he comes back earlier. You know, I could always go back and try and inquire him. But you got to have a quick hook here, man, especially when you're dealing with no I.L. spots or one or two and you have a ton. It's really difficult. And. You got to make these tough decisions, but we've already seen setbacks, right? We went through it yesterday. Noah Syndergaard a setback. George Springer. We have no idea what he's going to return. I've heard nothing on Chris Sale. Got to remember that these things just because the timetable is what they say doesn't mean these guys are going to return. We've already seen they sent Conforto and McNeil late June, so. You know, I'm sure there's going to be leagues where people might have to cut a McNeil. They don't want to, but you know, if you're talking like an NFBC style, where if you have nine guys on the IL, <laughs> that's two guys in your starting lineup that you are getting zero. You got to make a tough decision. If that guy's out the longest, you cut him. And that's where if you don't have a ton of injuries, that's where you watch the drops. Because say you got one guy on the IL and McNeil gets dropped, that's the guy you pick up.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did you um did you did you take part in the uh in the tout table? For those of you guys who don't know uh in tout wars uh at toutwars.com, they have a uh what's called the tout table which is basically just a, you know, Todd Zola as the uh quote unquote moderator, he asks a question and everybody who's in tout wars um, you know, chimes in and gives their answers as to what it was. So his question was was Memorial Day weekends considered by many to be the first checkpoint of the season what do you do to take stock in your team now that we're about 2 months into the season and and I was like you know as all this was I was I was like as all this was going on so I wrote I wrote usually around Memorial Day I'm deciding which sell high candidates can go and what holes caused by cold starts genuinely need to be filled through deals this year, all I'm doing is charting what days all my IL players are expected back. And if I can legitimately hang on until then without really blowing up my team, like that's that, I mean, that, that's it in a nutshell right there. That's what we're dealing with. It is uh, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. And I know that we've said this, you know, every single show, people are like, really another show where they're just going to sit here and piss and moan about injuries. It's just it's mind blowing. How these are just, it's just, it's nonstop. I wrote out the the show plan for today. And, you know, about an hour before the show, I went through, you know, all, you know, all these injuries and stuff. I was like, okay, I got this all set, blah, 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 boom. And I sent the uh, the show plan in. And then all of a sudden, like in the next 15 minutes, it was surgery for Senzel, um, Luke Voigt on the IL, uh, Corey Kluber shut down for weeks. Like, I was like, boom, 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 boom. Within 15 minutes, it was like, it was crazy. crazy. No, it really was.
1: It really was. By the way, have you been getting emails for that tout table? I have been,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't
1: been. That's, I've missed a couple because I forgot. And I don't, I'm not on the, am not getting any emails anymore? I did for the first few weeks and I've been getting no emails. So I remember, I, I remember the other day, I'm like, oh, shoot. And I went to the document and I put it in for the pictures. But I, that's why I, I haven't been getting the emails.
0: You should email Todd Zola.
1: I will. Yeah. I was wondering, I'm like, uh, did, do people just remember? I'm like, no one remembers anything anymore. You've got to be reminded. Yeah, <laughs> we have so much going on. And so much, you know, like for real, like you have so much going on and you're like, oh, wow, I haven't done the town table in two weeks. What's going on? I don't want them right. to think like, Um, I mean, let's be honest, they're never kicking anyone out for not contributing. It's such a threat. Could you imagine that? Yeah. I'm not in tout this year, even though I've won it a couple of
0: times. I had a good year. They kicked me out because I didn't answer the tout table. Come on. <laughs> I think they're just trying to get the uh well, you know what it is? I mean <coughs> you know, people I hate to say it, but people our age, um, we're not we're not the ones apparently who uh they, you know, they're they're trying to make sure that they stay relevant in the uh on you know in the social media realm. And so right. You know, when you start getting the youngsters out there to uh, to to answer the questions and stuff like that, you know, that's what they that's what they, they're they looking for. I mean, no. Adam Ronis was kicked out of Tout Wars because he didn't do the tout. <laughs>
1: yeah, that would be uh, that would be something.
0: That would be something, actually. But I mean, you know, listen, I, I when when I remember and when I can, I do. And if I don't, I, you know. Whatever. I mean, that's you know, I I get that it's it's part and you know, and I you know, I get that it's it's part of our responsibility as you know, you know, because we establish certain things, we establish you know certain certain baselines in this industry for like auction values and you know, and and stuff like that, and they want tout to 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 do that, but you know, for the same token, also. Um, I think the the talent pool overall has been diluted a little bit. And you know, when 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 you're dealing with uh you know, when, when you're dealing with non-money leagues, I think there are a lot of people out there who just kind of blow it off.
1: So we've had this discussion before, and yeah, I've always taken pride in any league that I'm in, industry league, even if it's for no money.
0: Really, yeah, is that what you're calling your performance right now? You calling that pride, dude? Jeez. I'm first
1: in tout, bro. Just because my labor team sucks, I'm first in tout. <laughs> <laughs> my labor team, not so much. It's not going well. Um, I don't know, man. I might just, I might just trade the Gram away.
0: Ooh, there you go. You know, I, I had somebody offer me something for Degrom uh, in in one of my league. I was like, dude, that's that's not an offer. I'm not going to do that. Then somebody offered me a deal for trout. And I was like, well, that's even, you know, like I get that trout's, you know, injured, but I'll take two months of trout at the end of the season over this like pile of junk trade that you just offered me. Um, I did just make a, a trade in uh in in labor. What is it? It's uh, you know, so I have really strong offense, I've good hitting, I've got strong uh strong. What's that like?
1: I don't know what having a good offensive team is this year.
0: Well, wow. outside of tau, most of my leagues, my offense is the problem. See, that's the funny thing. You know what? In in the, most of my leagues, that you know the the offense struggling is uh, is is an issue as well. But in this league, um, in in labor, I have uh, I'm struggling with pitching. Well, because I also you know I had Zach Gallon and I had Mike Soroka. Right and and those guys just totally shit the bed. Um, I had Gallon Soroka with you Darvish, Herman um, Marquez, and and I was like punting. You know, I wasn't punting saves, but I was like, you know, I was I was going for, you know, upside relievers as opposed to just you know overpaying for a closer. And then I lost Gallon and I lost Soroka at, you know, or, you know, Soroka never came back. And, uh, and so it's been like, you know, piecemealing it together. Now you tell me Jeff Hoffman's hurt. I'm like relying on guys like Austin Gomber. Um, well it's worked out lately. It has worked out lately, but nevertheless, my offense, even despite having Francisco Lindor at shortstop, my offense has been solid and steady and, I'm in the the top part of you know a majority of the uh of the categories. so um I have uh, C. J. Crone at first base. I've got Muncie in the infield, but he obviously qualifies at first base as well. Um, Matt Beattie, he qualifies at first base, and Paven Smith, who's been a really nice surprise. Got him in the reserve round. He's been a, a fantastic surprise. Yeah, I too. picked him up in
1: TGFBI. He's been a nice filling. He hasn't been great lately, but hey, he's playing. Yeah, exactly. He's playing. That's what we're down to in 2021. Is he
0: playing? Is I don't care if he's playing. hitting
1: 160. He plays every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what 2021 is on offense.
0: So I traded CJ Crone. Um, and Michael Givens, who's been sitting on my bench the entire time. This is not an NL only league, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I was it's Labor. Say,
1: it's like, labor oh, yeah. NL only. I wasn't sure if you were NL only for Labor. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, why the hell you have them on your team? <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Cronin Givens.
0: And I traded for Richard Rodriguez and Odubel Herrera because I needed saves and I needed a little splash of speed there as well. So are you concerned that Rodriguez gets
1: traded by the deadline or you're just like, hey, I'll take the next two months of saves?
0: I'll take the next two months
1: of saves. That was exactly what it was. I think that's a good point that you make. And it's great for the listeners to hear that because that's where we are with saves right now. Every save is valuable. We have so many bullpens where we don't know who the closer is. I mean, look at the Royals right now. Kyle Zimmer got the last save. And uh, Josh Stalman, I don't know what happened with him because he hasn't pitched on Saturday, even though they've been using him a lot. He got a save on Tuesday. I actually picked up Amir Garrett over the weekend at NFPC because he was pitching better. And Brian Ambos was adamant about it. And I was like, all right, this is where, you know, you have a partner and they have a strong feeling. And you're like, all right. And I told him, like, we don't need to spend a lot of money on him. I said, we could go a few bucks. He's like, oh, I want to get him. And I think we went like 21. And the run arc was one. We got him, of course. He gave him the the home run. Yeah. He gets the first out against Soto, even though he went full count and wasn't sharp. Gave up a home run to Josh Bell. Got the next out of Ryan Zimmerman. And they pulled him for Lucas Sims against Starling Castro. So you don't even know what what the situation is there. Um, And there's a lot of teams like that. I mean, today it was Hansel Robles who got the save, even though he gave up a run. I'm assuming Taylor Rodgers wasn't available because he threw an inning in two-thirds the day before. But we have a lot of situations like that. You know Rodriguez is the closer right now. Who cares about the trade deadline? And yeah, the Pirates don't win a lot of games. But when they do win, it's probably going to be close. And
0: just take whatever saves you can get right now because everyone is valuable. And that is a hundred percent my thinking on this. I mean, not that you know you want to give up a a bat like a a Colorado bat. Hey, what if like, Chrome gets dealt? Isn't he
1: on a one year deal?
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's he's definitely a, a candidate to get dealt. But you know, when I'm looking at, at the categories and stuff, I'm like, all right, well, yeah. you know, I'm I'm down in, you know I'm I'm in a spot in saves where. I'm kind of movable, right? Like, I mean, there's, there's, I, I have 10 right now on the season. Um, there's a team right in front of me with 12, a team right in front Damn, of me. You, you have
1: two. 10 in a mono league? I'm on a 15 team mixed league tout wars and I have six. <laughs> <laughs> it's my worst category. <laughs> oh, that's that. That's what I need to trade for. But the problem is, I don't really have anything to trade right now with all those injuries. So, you know. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to play the waiver wire. Hope some, or maybe make a trade in a few weeks if I get some healthy guys. But yeah, that's crazy though. Who's your closer?
0: Um, <laughs> I've been, I've been piecemealing it together with uh with a bunch of garbage. Stefan Crichton. Oh yeah. Dude, um, I have him in town. He's yeah. only
1: been in my lineup the week I picked him up. Cause that's the rule. Like how can you play? I mean, and only obviously you will, but. How can I play him in a mixed league right now, I, guys? They they don't get no saves.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been going with uh, with Crichton, with Blake Trinan, who's got two saves, and uh, and I have Tyler Rogers. I missed one of his saves on the year, but I I grabbed four of them uh, so that I got in there. So um, you know, I figure if I add Rodriguez, adding Rodriguez and adding Odubel Herrera will help me. Gain some points and saves. Help me gain some points and steals. And then after that happens, then I can sit there and now, then take a look. Um, right now, as far as you know, when somebody gets called up, and and then use some fab. Like I'm almost at this point right now. I'm I'm feeling, you know, happy that I did not get uh, Willie Adamas, who that was like the big bid, and I was like. You know, I have like 60 some odd dollars left in uh, in fab. And I put like half of my money on Willie Adamas thinking, all right, I'm going to get Willie Adamas and then I can, you know, probably trade uh, and make that happen. So I didn't get Adamas. I still pulled off this trade um, for for two specific needs there. And, you know, when somebody gets, you know, and somebody comes into the NL or, you know, whatever. I mean, if Zach Gallen can finally come back, maybe that's going to help me out at some point down the road. If a pitcher gets traded and I can grab a starting pitcher there, like everything that, you know, the the categories that I'm slacking in are movable for me. And that's, you know, this is not about, you know, like you said, it's not worried about Richard Rodriguez being traded at you know, the July 31st trade deadline. If he does, whatever, if he's part of a bullpen, he's part of a bullpen. It's just, you know, depends on where he lands. He could still get saves in the future. But for the time being right now, I've got, you know, June and July, two months worth of potential saves here uh, for Pittsburgh. If he gets me, you know, eight to 10 saves. That's maybe, big. That's big. That's huge. Especially, huge. In, mono, especially in a mono,
1: league, even more than a mix.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at right there. You know, and I felt good about it. It was a nice little smooth negotiation with Derek Cardi, who's in second place overall. Um, and yeah, I feel good about it, man. I feel good about it.
1: Yeah, I haven't made one trade this year. I'm sorry. I've been trying in my home league, but just trying to get Bogarts and the guy made a deal with someone else.
0: Well, did you did you uh short him on the offer? What's up? No, I mean he actually sent me an offer, and then
1: um, I rejected it. And sent the same offer back, and he rejected it. I'm like, dude, I just sent you the same offer. He sent me. He's like, I made a mistake. I wanted Trevor Rogers, not Taylor Rogers. And I was like, I don't want to give up Trevor Rogers, man.
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one there. Like when you look at Trevor Rogers, you think about where the Marlins are going to end up in the second half? Do you worry about, like, I mean, again, you're you're not worried about that right now, but do you worry about the innings cap or anything like that for him in the second half to the point where you're like, ah, I should probably trade now and get some value out of it?
1: You look, you could do that, and I think that's an interesting discussion for a lot of pitchers, right? Carlos Rodon, he just continues yeah. to dominate. Another great performance today, six innings, one hit, it was a home run, struck out 10, and he loses. Uh, you know, he didn't get the run support today. So you can make the case for all these guys, but I think it goes back to the discussion we just have with the saves. Take these innings while you can, man. I mean, look, if you can, you should always shop any player, especially at a high point where there could be a team desperate for pitching and go, all right, you know what? Look, Rodon and Trevor Roger have been doing this for a while. I'm going to make the deal. sure. But I don't think you should just be looking and go, well, you know what? The innings cap's going to come. Enjoy these innings, man, and take them. These guys are pitching great. I mean, Rogers. there's been times when the walks are high, but the strikeouts are still there. And as bad as the Marlins have been, he has six wins. So you can say, well, is that going to continue? Look at the offense. Sure, that's that's fair. Um, but for me, I just want to continue to take advantage of these great pitching performances and you know, that's the thing. If you have a few of these guys on the roster, and I do, I mean, my uh, NFBC uh, main event team has Rodgers, Rodon, ugh, McCullers, who just went on the aisle. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know what? I it, it might become a problem in the second half of the season, but, you know, I'll worry about it then. And hopefully some other guys emerge off the waiver. wire. But I think that is one of the challenges this year. And I think you're going to have some people with the mindset like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to start cashing on these guys because. I mean, look, the Marlins have been really conservative with him. He's yet—I don't believe he's yet to throw 100 pitches in a game. So you know that's going to be the case. And even with that, he's still been a very valuable fantasy asset. So I mean, look, maybe you package them and get more of a veteran. Maybe you get a Lance Lynn, who you're not worried about the innings, or maybe a Kevin Gausman. I mean, you could do that, but I'm kind of just of the mindset right now. I'm just going to enjoy what these guys are doing for now, and I'll figure it out. When the time comes,
0: yeah. I mean, listen, you got to play it by ear. I mean, so many people, it's so funny because we get those questions all the time, right? I mean, it's more often in in fantasy football than than anything else when people are like, you know, hey, this guy's playoff schedule looks absolutely phenomenal. I want to trade for him now. And it's like week three, right? And you're like, all right, you know, listen, I I get that you want to plan ahead. But let's not look too far into the distant future here. Yeah, he's got a great playoff schedule, but you know, you're shorting your team in this. You know, in in this aspect, are you even going to make the damn playoffs at that point? Like that's, you know. So I mean, you have to, you got to keep the eye on the future, yes, but you can't let that dictate what you're doing. You need to win now, you know. And that's, you know, again, you know, you deal with people with that in like dynasty leagues and keeper leagues. It's like you know, you gotta, you gotta win right in front of you. Now you can't sit there and just constantly look ahead.
1: No, it's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, I, I find like this is the most challenging year ever for fantasy baseball. You know, I usually do very, very well and, you know, I have some good teams, but man, it's really challenging right now. And I think if you win a fantasy baseball championship this year, you are going to earn the shit out of it, man. Like this yeah. shit is not going to be handed to you. You can't just sit there and be, sit back. Oh yeah, my team is good. No, because someone's getting hurt. And by the time you listen to this podcast, three more guys went down. I don't know who they are, but <laughs> they did. Trust me. <laughs> That's, I,
0: it is I, true.
1: I, t- I tweeted out today, has there been a day where multiple players haven't gone on the injured list? I'm pretty sure that maybe there's one somewhere in April, but it feels like every day it's at least two to three, if not more. Like, and we're again, we're not exaggerating. This is absolute truth. It really is. I mean, you
0: know I mean? it's so funny too, right? Because I'm just like, ah, it's that's the way it goes. That's just, uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say that's baseball, Susan, because yeah, it's no, not. It's that's not. not
1: baseball. This is not baseball, Susan. It's not. <laughs> this is some ridiculous shit that i've never seen before like i've always said hey look injuries happen deal with it but it's it's absurd right now man like i never had ever had anything like this happen where like multiple teams eight nine guys on the injured list it's it's crazy man and you know i don't i don't want to say like the teams that avoid them the most are gonna win it's kind of unfair because i truly believe this is a game of skill but there are going to be teams that like they, you just can't overcome it. I mean, if you start to get like 10, 10 guys on the injured list and like, you know, two of your key pitchers and three or four key bats, like how do you overcome that? Especially in the deep format. When we're talking industry leagues and high stakes, we're not playing in 10 team leagues. You're in two mono leagues, bro. There's not much on the waiver wire. If it, you know, so like in any, even in the 15 team leagues with 30 roster spots, like, oh, man, it's just it's crazy. Um, so it's, it's going to be tough this year, but, you know, as we preach, you know, you never give up, just try to persevere, but it it does, it does drain you, man. There are days when I'm just like, fuck, bro. I look at the team <laughs> and I want to cry. I mean, for real, like I, I'm trying not to cry because I just usually don't, but I want to.
0: Well, I definitely don't want you to cry because I, I, you know, I've got a certain image of Adam Ronis in my, you know, yeah, in, in, in my world, and crying is uh, is definitely not part of it. So, um, rather than let that, let's let why don't you why don't you tell me what you're excited about for NBA playoffs right now?
1: Um, I'm excited. Well, not excited for the Knicks right now, man. They are you are...
0: excited for the Clippers,
1: dude? Fuck them, bro. And you even said it when I told you what they did. Good for them, bro. I haven't put them in the. Um, oh, no, I had a best bet on them last night, but I had, well, two of them cashed. I had the over 216 and a half points, and it cashed easy because I looked. I was like, the Clippers are not going to be this bad in game two. And they weren't, but their defense was bad. Luca just lit them up. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been unbelievable. He's really stepped up over the last month. But, yeah, good for the Clippers, man. You guys wanted to be the four seed and avoid the Lakers. You know what? You're never even going to fucking see the Lakers. I'm not saying they're done, but they're down. You dropped the first two games at home. I forgot the percentage. Most teams don't come back and win. And Dallas is not fearful of the Clippers. They played them last year. They went head-to-head with them. They did lose the series. um, But Dallas came go into their building, and win the first two. Something's not right with this Clippers team, man. Going back to last year, they blamed Doc Rivers last year. They fired him, brought in Tyron Lu. It's still not working, man. There's something missing with that team. Uh, again, I don't want to say they're done, but it's it's not looking good for them. Uh, the other prop I had on them last night was Kawhi Leonard, over 34 and a half points of rebounds. He had 30 points in the first half. Kawhi Leonard's numbers in the postseason are insane. He's so good. I want to see how much they raise that prop for the next game. But, yeah, like these star players, I think you have to look at their props. Um, Like we Luca last night, like he keeps going over it. Now I got screwed on Kevin Durant, and I have to realize, okay, there could be a blowout with Brooklyn-Boston. It wasn't in game one, and I had Durant over 27 and a half points. He had 26 in 29 minutes because he didn't play the entire fourth quarter. So that, to me, was right process, and I kind of have to account for the blowout there, so that's something to keep in mind. But yeah, these these star players, man, they step up in the playoffs and they usually perform. Um, and we're seeing again tonight with Trey Young. You know, Trey Young, there's been a lot in the news and everything. Even the mayor made a comment about him, and, and Trey Young's off to a, another good wow, start. Dude, here.
0: fucking De Blassie needs to shut stupid. his mouth. I know.
1: Stupid. And Trey Young has 20 points in the first half with 40 seconds
0: left. Right? Like, why do you want to incite a guy like Trey Young like that? That could not have been any dumber. That's like, man, like I I, I I don't like as a jet. OK, so so when I was growing up and, and watching the Jets and the Jets would play the Bills. Right. And the Bills were just, you know, they they weren't, you know, it was like Jim Kelly. And, you know, they they had their their really great moments and stuff like that. But, you know, the Jets always seemed to play them tough. But then it would happen where an offensive lineman would do a a, a chop block or somebody would do something to piss off Bruce Smith. Right. And as soon as you saw somebody piss off Bruce Smith, you were like, the Jets are going to fucking lose this game because Bruce Smith is about to go ham on this offensive line and and he's going to fuck us over and over and over again. And that's that that, that's exactly what what happened when you when you get some (laughs) some asshole mayor who's sitting there in the middle of a press conference acting like a schmuck and then making comments about Trey Young playing for the fouls. And and what's that do? It puts Trey Young into a spot where he's like, you know what? Fuck you, New York. Fuck your stupid mayor. Now I'm going to now I'm just going to like own you guys as, as best as I can. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's not a good first half. Knicks are down 57, 44. So not a good start for them. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, it sucks. Chris Paul got hurt in game one. Played it out. Game two just wasn't good. And the coach decided to pull him and not play him. And the Lakers obviously prevailed. Big game from Anthony Davis. And now they played Thursday night and it just sucks. Chris Paul had this happened to him in Houston where he got hurt. Remember they were, they were up three games to two on Golden State and he got hurt. And then they wound up losing, you know, if he was healthy, who knows what happened. Just sucks. Chris, Chris Paul's such a good player and he stayed healthy this whole year. I think he only sat two games and one of them was the last game of the regular season. And then for this to happen in the playoffs, it really sucks. And now the Lakers, you know, looking pretty good. Um, and, you know, looking forward to Denver-Portland. You know, that, that I feel is one of the best series. Denver responded in game two at home like they needed and had a big win. Uh, but that's a fun series. So, yeah, I mean, and then uh, Wednesday night is Utah and Memphis and Donovan Mitchell makes his return. Ah, they need, yes, and they yes, need yes.
0: A, a pissed off Donovan Mitchell that he got yeah. sat before.
1: Yeah, which is crazy, because game one, before I knew he was sitting, I took his under prop on um, points because I'm like, ah, right, I could be rest for his game back. But now I'm like, I didn't play it. I'm like, yeah, what if he goes out there and he's fired up and he's good? And I was like, yeah, let me not touch it. But uh, I'd still lean towards the under, but I didn't play it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, man, I'm going to actually let you uh, go back to watching some hoops because um, my wife is meeting a friend of hers for dinner tonight. And she did the equivalent of opening up the shed door and threw a grenade in here and then just left. She opens up the shed door. She puts the puppy in here. (laughs) Right. And then leaves. Doesn't say anything. Doesn't whatever. Doesn't give me the guy's bed or anything like that. And now he's like running around my office like a like a nut job. And, oh, now he's going—he's oh, walking around with a screwdriver in his mouth. See, there you what? go. Now I'm going to have to, like, get him to put the screwdriver down and stuff like that. So the grenade has gone off in my office. Um, so, so that's going to do it for us here tonight. Big thanks to all you guys. Hope we keep it entertaining for you. Good luck with all your MLB injuries. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. For Adam Ronas, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.